Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sergio. Your other host, Jeff, is on the other line. How's it going, Jeff? It's going quite well, Sergio. How's it going with you? Fantastic. Excellent. Do you have your red drink in hand? I do. I do, as always. As always. Uh, And as always, first thing we're going to hit is Turtles News. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, I like this whole news segment that we're doing. Makes ma- like it makes me sound like a reporter. Yeah. Do uh, you have a yellow jumpsuit handy? I'm wearing a yellow jumpsuit, Jeff. Good. Good. I I, I know you can't tell, but I'm t- decked out, head to toe, April O'Neil costume. I had a feeling something was different. Yeah. I could just I could just. I don't know. I could just sense it. <laughs> well, we have some turtles news. Jeff, what is our news this week? Uh, this week, uh, NECA has, um, as they always do uh, about every Tuesday, um, they call them Turtle Tuesdays. They've announced another two pack um, from the 87 cartoon action figure line. Uh, we're getting General Trag and Grenadier. Gren- Grenator? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Granitor? Granitor. Granitor. Either either or. Your your favorite uh, rock soldiers from Dimension X. Yes, and those are two beefy babies. They that's it's probably going to be as heavy as the Bebop and Rocksteady uh, two pack. Maybe a little heavier. Maybe. It, it just depends on if they actually make them out of rocks. But but yeah, they probably won't. <laughs> That'd be cool. But, but like that that was the official news. Like that was what they were actually announcing. But 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 what what what, what was kind of hidden in there? Um a couple of other uh upcoming figures. Um we've got uh, a Triceraton 2 pack and then we've got a single uh, Triceraton uh, pack with uh, what looked to be two of the Roadkill Rodney uh, uh, robots, if you remember them from uh, the 87 cartoon pilot. Uh, It's those little weird, like, wheeled helmet thing. Like cigarette-like ash cans uh, to people to put their cigarettes out in. That's what they look like with wheels. Okay. Um, so, and what, they're like 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 robotic ashtrays. Yes. Okay. And they, in 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 the games and in the in the TV show, they like they they had like electric whips. Oh god, I hated those things so much. And they would shoot lasers at you, and then yeah, they would shock you. And um, so it's uh it's interesting that we're finally getting uh you know we're that's getting some more recognition because I don't remember them. Being a figure in the original '87 line, there's a lot of those figures in that freaking line. Um, I so don't, I don't think those were ever a figure. Hard and to keep up. Like one thing that the original cartoon show does not get enough credit for is how unique the like robot designs were. Oh yeah. Especially like the first season, because because Roadkill Rodney, I didn't even know that thing had a name, but it always caught my attention growing yeah. up. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think they gave them names starting in the the uh, like the NES games, the Turtles uh, 2 arcade, I believe. That is very, very possible. Yeah. 
I distinctively remember reading that in the manual, but it's been a long, long time since I've looked in that manual. Um, yeah, I don't even think I ever looked at the manual. Yeah. I did. I, I cashed in my uh, coupon for the uh, Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> coupon? I've got a coupon. Yeah. Speaking of which, some <laughs> dude like tried to do that recently, um, and... There's not a Pizza Hut where he lives, so he'll have to. They they honored it. They're like, hey, you can get a free pizza on us, you know. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but is it is it? It's like you call him. It's like, hey, I'm a YouTuber. I want a free personal pan pizza, which costs them zero dollars to make. Well, it's just cool that they're still you. You know, they're allowing a coupon from like twenty five plus years ago. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's 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 an easy win, is what it is. Yeah, and I think in in uh, this year we could all use a win-win, Sergio. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Like, do you think if we just sent everyone free pizza coupons, like that could fix a lot of stuff? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really great because who doesn't love a free pizza? That's true. Pizza always tastes better when it's free. Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, that is, is that does it for the news, which it's not a lot of news, but it's exciting. And and oh, and, yeah. and since NECA has has kind of uh, I, I have my faith back in that company, I'm more excited about these these little announcements that they that they roll out. So yeah. Uh, so I guess with the news out of the way, that brings us to our main topic. Jeff, what are we talking about today? We're, uh, well, we're on episode 45. 45. So that means it is a character spotlight. Um, this episode we are talking about everybody's favorite evil scientist, Baxter Stockman. Fantastic. Like, I, back in the first episode, I remember very specifically, I think it might have been episode zero, you asked me, so, Sergio... What what's your favorite turtles character? And I completely blanked because I was like, oh, Raphael's my favorite because that's the go to. But then I was like, um, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, which that's not wrong. Like I am a Bebop and Rocksteady fan, but I think Baxter might secretly be my favorite secondary character. Okay, okay. Uh, just just because throughout the years that. All the, the writers have felt the need to do whatever they wanted to with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- mainly the the systematic like removal of body parts, but we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Jeff, yeah. do you want to go over just a, like a quick summary of who Baxter Stockman is? Yeah, we can do that. Well, in 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 t- in a minute and a half, I'm not going to time you. Tell me, who is Baxter Stockman? Evil scientist. There you go. <laughs> and done. Uh, just, let's shut down the episode. That's all you need to know. It's, sometimes it's he's it. black. Sometimes he's white. Like sometimes he's no, not even no. human. So, right. So so Baxter Stockman, he started out as like this this ambitious scientist in the original uh, comic book. Who was who? His claim to fame was making the Mausers. Like he was going to clean up New York's rat problem by creating a mobile mousetrap that will go hunt down mice. 
Uh, turns out he had an ulterior motive, uh, and he was going to rob banks using the Mausers. Uh, he also had April as as his employee, uh, as kind of his assistant. Throughout the years, Baxter has seen has been in several different iterations of the the the, the cartoon and the comic. Uh, his original debut was issue two, so he goes way back. Uh, but when the original cartoon came out, uh, not only did they change his change his race, but they also changed his fate uh because in the in the original comic he was a he was a an educated black man in the cartoon he was an educated old like weaselly white man i would say old like uh middle-aged yeah i wouldn't say he's like a spring chicken like 30s maybe are you saying i'm as old as baxter stockman i don't think there's no way that's true could you be? I don't think that's true. I don't know. He was spry. Like, he was getting around in those episodes. But then again, it's a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. I always pictured him as, like, a, a 50-year-old, like, loser who's just really, really smart. Yeah, he could be. And and, and just very, very easy to be manipulated. Yeah. In, and at least in that continuity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it always once I found out later in life that they changed his race, I always wondered why. And it's it's odd that I've never seen an interview explaining it. Yeah. Uh, have you? Not to my knowledge. No. I mean, that was really. That was kind of an odd choice. Yeah, because I guess are are there any African-American characters in the original cartoon? I, mm-hmm. I don't think Bebop counts. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, because you see him for like a hot minute before he gets mutated. Right, but then he becomes a you know a warthog and still, but he's a warthog on the outside, but he's got the heart of a black man on the inside. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I I just don't know if that counts. If you're watching episode 103 and Bebop comes out, you're not like, hey, representation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was always odd that they changed that, but. Uh, every single iteration since then, uh, Baxter Stockman has been a proper black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's been good to see that, that they kind of righted the wrongs of the eighties. Uh, yeah. tell me about the, uh, the two K three version of Baxter. Cause I know that's one of your favorites. I was going to say like, we don't count the shredder as being uh, James voiced by James Avery. Like that's, that's full black representation right there. No, 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 no. no he, that was a black guy playing an Asian guy. And he did it really well, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like <laughs> when you follow this journey of, of Baxter in, in, in 2K3 and we haven't gotten all the way there yet. Um, and I don't want to give anything away just, you know, to spoil future episodes. Well, we can know of we're, the Shellheads podcast. I, I know. So but again, we can't assume that. that people are only watching the episodes along with us. That okay. doesn't make any sense. Well, they could. I like to call this the uh, uh, Baxter in this this series um, or the title of it, uh, the dissection of Baxter Stockman. <laughs> and and. And you know, it's it's that, that that's good. That's a really good way to put it because every time we see him, he looks different. Yeah, yeah. He, he's losing body parts. 
very yes one at a time uh there's multiple iterations of him where he has no body or he's just a head or his body's gone and his brain isn't a robot and he's been cloned and like he's got a clone body but that clone body's like deteriorating and that's how you get your show taken away from a you know mature edge into a goofy jump into the future or a fast forward into the future as it were <laughs> yeah yeah like cuz that episode was dark folks mhm it's really I, dark and like we like to point at 2K3 for 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 almost making the Baxter transformation comedic you know, every time he pops up, oh, what's he going to look like this time? <laughs> you know, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. It's but, definitely a Where's Waldo of your body parts. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the thing is, is that actually, like, that whole idea and that story arc kind of was done in the original Mirage comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- after his original, like, like his his initial debut in issue two... I don't think Baxter shows back up until volume two, uh, the, the short lived color book that we're going to be reading soon. Uh, and in that book, spoilers, Baxter does some, some, some science stuff and he ends up becoming robotic in, 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 in certain ways. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So this two K three story that they, they, they're telling is kind of an elongated version of that. Uh, yeah, that very we long. never saw in the comics, which is cool. Yeah, it definitely goes some weird, fun places. I absolutely agree. Yeah. The other thing that creators like to do with Baxter Stockman is mutate him because uh, to, to to sell toys. Well, to sell toys, yes. Uh, in the original cartoon, he got mutated into a bug. You know, very much a what was the name of the episode? The Fly. Um, like a, a like a direct like callback to that Jeff Goldblum movie. Ah, oh, that movie was so nasty. Dude, The Fly is a, that movie is great. Oh, it is great, but oh, some nasty stuff in that. Um, Let's see. And yeah, he was he was very much a a a Jeff Goldblum stand-in, I guess, at that point. Yeah. And in the Nickelodeon cartoon. It took them a while, but they did get around to mutating him. Mm-hmm. Again, something we haven't covered on this specifically, but if we're talking about the character, we have to talk about the the arc, you know. Yeah. And in like, it's the 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 as much as I love the Nickelodeon show, what they did with Baxter is very odd because he was still the the he he was still the Mauser guy. But he had kind of the the buffoonery that the white Baxter Stockman had in the original cartoon, or Steve Urkel. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Steve Urkelish. You know, just very. Oh, I'm I'm important. Aww. and then all all the characters either forget his name or don't respect him or immediately beat him up. You know, he's he's always just kind of under someone's foot. Yeah, and then without ever giving him like that big moment of. I'm Baxter and I'm important. You should respect me. They're like, Hey, now you're a fly. Yeah. Completely undercutting any kind of traction he was trying to gain. 
which I respect because I didn't see it coming, but it's very odd to see that character arc for a character. Yeah. They just someone who's constantly being kicked to the ground, just getting kicked and then stepped on. <laughs> What's your opinion on uh, how he was treated in in like the Nick cartoon that you can remember? I know you haven't seen all of it. I haven't seen all of it. Um, but you know the episodes I think we we did cover uh, some of the episodes that he was that he showed up in. Yeah. Um, it definitely was a, a mixture of the '80s cartoon and and uh, you know two K three voiced by the fantastic Phil Lamar. Phil, yep, Phil, Phil Lamar. Uh, uh, did a, Mad, Mad TV alum. Yeah, Samurai Jack. Yeah. Static Shock, Green Lantern, you know, the list goes on. Hummies, Conrad. No, that's terrible. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I cannot do a, a, a Jamaican accent. Um, oh, my God. He was Hermes. Oh, that's what you mean by Hermes Conrad. Yeah. I did not realize that was him. That's cool. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, he, he did a very good job disguising his voice. I was like, it, it took me a, a minute to figure like oh that's oh snap that's Phil Lamar. Um I think he did a masterful job um as the character. Um <laughs> but you know it's just like it, it is like you know it's it's him being down on his luck, you know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm you know, I'm smart." And then you know, it's like it's like, like let's pick on the nerd. And I've never really been a, a fan of being a geek/nerd myself. Really? You? Really, oh, I know, right? <laughs> Um, I've, I've never appreciated that, you know, cause it's, a, it's something that we, uh, growing up being picked on and stuff like that, not horrifically, but just enough to just be like, you know, why just, just stop, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm, I'm smart. You, you know, I'm not making you look dumb or whatever. I'm not having anything to do with you. Just, just leave me alone. But Baxter is in a way to where he's got it. He's, he, <laughs> He's that that jerky smart, like he's so smart he's a jerk. Yeah, and so he kind of like has a very big target on his back. So he, you know, he kind of asks for it. But I, I kind of would, I, you know, I kind of hate seeing the, you know, let's believe the smart guy. You know. Yeah, and and it, like in that show, it's less bully the smart guy. It's more bully this obnoxious guy. Yeah, he's pretty obnoxious. Yeah, like he is he's he, he's got a very uh, abrasive like I'm better than you vibe going mm-hmm. that he can't back up with pretty much anything <laughs> as opposed to 2K3 where he's like super arrogant. Yes, he's very he's very arrogant and very confident. Like he's not a buffoon. He's not he doesn't right. trip over his own inventions. Yeah. He trips over his own like uh What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Hubris. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is there's not really I'm not saying either one of those is the wrong way to to portray Baxter because yeah. he, is, he is one of those characters that fits whatever mold you need him to. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that you could go both directions and it's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what I want to see, what I want to see, and, and I don't think we've seen this in any any version uh, because typically Baxter is a bit too headstrong to just be a crony. 
you know, mm-hmm. to be a, a henchman. But what I want is a almost like a feeble Baxter who is just a brain, just a smart person, and he has the full trust of whoever he is uh, being the henchman for. Mm-hmm. So like you have the shredder, but Baxter is right his it's his right hand man, and he's not constantly berating him because he's a failure. Like Baxter gives him working stuff, and it does work, and it's you know it does what it's supposed to. They're just not able to be victorious with it. They did that. When did they Some, do that? Somewhat. Uh, Bishop on 2K3 with, with Baxter, I thought. Oh, I don't remember their interactions on in 2K3. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. So I, I, I hope, I hope that's, I hope you're right, because I like Baxter being a genius, and and I like the idea that he creates useful things because he does. He's 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 brilliant. Yeah. But I also don't like that no one respects that. Yeah. And typically they don't respect that because of you know, just who he is as a person. But if they could just respect it for what he can do, I feel like there's a lot of there there, there are legs on that story. <laughs> and arms, depending on which iteration you're talking about. <laughs> gotcha on that one. You're right. Um. Now Baxter. Baxter has been in the movies, but not the good ones. Or a movie. Baxter was in a movie. Well, if you're talking about theatrical, yes. But technically, he's been in two movies. What's the other one? Uh, Turtles versus Batman. Was he in that one? He was a fly in that one. Automatically, just straight up. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do mean theatrical. That's... That's all that matters. Yeah, he was he was Medea. He he was Medea. <laughs> Medea's day out. Uh, or no no Medea makes mutants is the yeah, underlying yeah. title for that film. Like, let's let's okay. I don't want to talk too much about this movie because we're gonna watch it soon. Yeah, but we say Medea. What's that guy's real name? Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. That's right. Tyler Perry is literally one of the most successful African-American uh, like creators in the movie industry. Didn't he have his own movie studio? He has his own movie studio. He he cranks out like six or seven movies a year. He's incredibly famous and successful. Why in the world would he stoop to being a Baxter Stockman in this terrible movie? <sighs> Maybe he's a fan. Maybe he grew up with the comics and, and stuff, you know? And Maybe. Jumped at the chance to play it. Maybe. Or maybe he needed, uh, well, no, I would say needed maybe. Sometimes you just have to retile your house or repaint your <laughs> house. Dude, he could tile everyone's house in the Atlanta area. What are you talking about? He could. But you know what I mean? Like, like I, wanna, I can't remember which actor or actress it was, but it was like, why did you make that movie? It's like sometimes you just gotta, you know, <laughs> retile your entire kitchen. Or <sighs> he must be tiling his kitchen with like diamond tiles. Hey, I'll, I, I'd like to see that. He he has he already has a lot of money, yeah. but but you might be you might be onto something by saying he he's a fan. Like he, uh, Tyler Perry was in Star Trek. Yeah, 
Like Snitch. one. I know. I think he was in a couple of them. Yeah. Because he played like an, an ambassador or an admiral or something. And I remember him st- stating, I really want to be in this movie. Put me in this movie. And of course, he's Tyler Perry. So you kind of bend over backwards to find a way to put him in the movie. Oh, that yeah. might be what happened here. Yeah. It's just very odd. And once you watch the movie, y- you'll see how odd it is. Yeah. He definitely looks the part. He looks it, but he does not play it. That is not Baxter Stockman he is playing. Is he playing Steve Urkel? No, no. He's he's just playing some Tyler Perry character. Mm, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, yeah. But then again, that movie is kind of a nightmare um, to begin with. Eh, it's well, no, it was the second one. He was in it was in out out of the shadows, so it was the better of the two movies. Yeah. Um. Uh, hmm. Let's t- okay, okay. This is also another thing that I, I have never heard explained. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze. There is a doctor, but he is not Baxter Stockman. Oh, I thought we I thought we already went over this. We did. Did we? Yeah. Uh, he was originally supposed to, according to Peter Laird, originally um, he was supposed to be revealed at the end as an Utram. And they didn't want to do that to confuse the audience with, you know, the current cartoon thinking, thinking it was Krang. So the doctor that's in that movie was supposed to be revealed as an Utrum. Yes. That's Professor why Gordon. he was not. That's why he was not Baxter. Yes. Professor Jordan Perry. Oh, wow. That move that would have made the movie better. Yeah. But I guess that's just me. Yeah. You know where I stand on that movie. I still love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why. If you've told me that before, it didn't stick. So I guess go back and listen to our episode about Secret of the Ooze and remind me that I heard I've heard that story already. I could I could right now I could swear that I remember saying that. If but it not, makes, it, it makes sense though. Yeah. Uh, but it's David else? Warner, man. I just, I love I, he's he's a fantastic guy. What else do you have to say about Baxter Stockman? I hated fighting him in the freaking video games. That's true. Oh, my God. Spitting out uh, in the first arcade game, you get those he's flying around, that hovercraft, spitting out Mausers, yelling out yippee freaking diehard quotes. <laughs> um, and then, of course, he was a, a breeze to fight in the uh, uh, Turtles in Time. Um. I liked how he he when you defeated him in the arcade version of Turtles in Time, he just kind of like instead of exploding, like <laughs> it's like after you you if you literally swatted a fly and he turned upside down, if memory serves me <laughs> correctly, and he's just like he's twitchy, and I was like this is great. <laughs> it's been a while since I played the arcade port, but um, uh. I can't remember in the other games because it's been a while since I played him if he shows up in the other games. I yeah, know. In, I, don't, I don't know. I know in 2K3, like you, you've got a bunch of Mauser, like giant mecha robots to fight. No, those, those were annoying. 
Um, hmm. You know what version we I I almost forgot to talk about? Mm. The IDW version. Oh yes. Uh, because that is a very respectable version of Baxter Stockman I can get behind. That might be my favorite version. Like he is very close to a Lex Luthor character. Yeah. Where he is evil, but everything he's doing, he wants the public to believe he's doing everything for their advantage, the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's a very diabolical version of Baxter that Mm -hmm. Again, so much of this stuff I don't want to – I know I've already spoiled too much for you, uh, but let's just say he lasts a very long time. Oh, good. Where other villains may either die or or cycle in and out, mm-hmm. Baxter is kind of a constant. That's good to know. Is 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 that a good way to step around a lot of the, yes. the, the, the plot? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And – They've they've done a really fantastic job of creating situations where the turtles have to work with him, Mm -hmm. even though they know he's not good. They they do the same thing with Hob, with old Hob a lot in Mm -hmm. it. It's it's like, hey, technically you're a bad guy, but we have to work with you to to do what we need to do. It's, It's very much a Magneto, Professor X situation. Yeah, that's always kind of a fun situation to put, you know, uh, to put in because, you know, it could go either way. Sometimes it's like, oh, hey, this is working out really good. It's like, oh, he's going to double cross him, you know, because, <laughs> you, you know, it's you know, it's coming. You right. Know? You know, you, you only have his allegiance until he has what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it, then you immediately have to watch your back. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And you still have a very long way to get to where we are currently. Yeah. But right now, Baxter's in a, in probably the most compelling position he's ever been in any version of the character. Well, that's, in that, that book. That has me even more excited. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. Through the IDW run, he looks different. Per the artist, yeah, he can look like Jackie Childs one week. He can look like Lando Calrissian the next. He can look like Will Smith. <laughs> um, does that does that that tradition continue? Like, is he going to start looking like uh, like uh, Wesley Snipes or um, <laughs> um, dare I say Denzel Washington? Uh, he he might have some like a Denzel issue or two. Okay, but but but. He, he, that's just how all the human characters are in that book. They're they're gonna they're gonna look a little different depending on who's drawing them. It's like, pretty great, folks. Like spot the differences, like and tell tell us that we're wrong because I I totally see it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but but you're right. The, the he, he does resemble a lot of different famous black men. It's it's weird. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, what else do you have to say? About Baxter Stockman. I remember as a kid getting his, the, the, you know, the 87 uh, toy line, the action figure. Now, mm-hmm. I can't remember if I had literally picked that up off the shelf 
at, at a Walmart or Toys R Us or if my dad got it for me. I still have it. Yeah. Um I have uh, a, I have a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a fun weird figure like his his extra arms you could pull out of like they were detached and his wings would pop off so you could you could de-wing him. Um but you had to fit that in his back. Um, yeah, they just kind of, there was a notch back there for you to slide it into. Yeah. Um, and I remember the mousers weren't tiny to prevent, you know, choking hazards for kids back then. So they made him like the mousers, like about the same height, roughly as Baxter. And you could wind them up and, uh, yeah, you know, let, let them loose. Um, and then later on, they're like, oh, we don't care. Let's just make mini mousers for everybody. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> I need to see if I can find where I put that. And then, of course, uh, Super Seven, uh, who does they they do some fantastic figures. Um, they're they're going through and basically making. I think they're going to do the entire eighty seven, maybe the entire eighty seven toy line. Um, but they're making a, a, a new Baxter. So they, but they they look on point with the original uh, action figures, just a little bit taller and, of course, more point points of articulation yeah and a little bit better sculpts um they better so. be better sculpts yeah like the, the those those old playmates action figures they're adorable and and i and i and i love them they will always have a place in my heart but they aren't great sculpts yeah it depends on like if you compare it to a lot of today's toys yeah it don't really, do that it really it really differs or points of articulation, <laughs> arms and legs. <laughs> they all had trouble standing up. We know that. <laughs> I could never get those things to stand up right. Uh, I, I do like, and we've talked about this before, but I like how every time Baxter comes back in the original cartoon, they have to retell his story to remind everyone. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, remember? He was screwed over by the Shredder. Yeah, yeah. because he, he he's not in every episode. No, he's not. He he's not like a like a dedicated uh, henchman. In season two, he he was, um, because it fit the story. Yeah. Um, but after that, they kind of did away with him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, he he also has the has the um distinction of being one of the few mutants in the original cartoon that was not mutated by mutagen. Yeah. Which is a really odd distinction, but it's very odd. It's cool. So was, so was Baxter. So, yeah. Yeah. He, like he's a character. I wish more people loved. Yeah. Just, just, just because I freaking love him. He's cool. But I also know that, you know, your normies are, are, are going to, Baxter's not even going to be on their list of the top five villains, I don't think. Which is a shame. Like, and I would say let's fix that and just read, you know, go and read the IDW run, and you should change your mind. <laughs> I I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I'm hoping that whatever this reboot is has Baxter in it because he he's he's a, he's a character that's easy to leave out. Yeah, like I would honestly like to see them adapt 
the Mirage comics into into films, and like if they went in order, they could do like a nice big chunk or whatever. Uh, and just have yeah, have him done right. Uh, oh gosh, who would play him though? Who could? Oh oh wow, I like this exercise. Let's let's try this out. Okay, who could play Baxter Stockman? Believably, I think I got a guy. Let me see. Hang on. I got a guy. Do we do we cast him as like a middle-aged man or do we cast him as like a young spry just out of college like spunky dude? You you want to have some uh some some knowledge and some wisdom on him. So definitely I'd say about maybe around 30s, 40s. 30s, 40s. Okay. Yeah. I just, would say where is he? Does it do we do, like is do we try to cast a, like an incredibly attractive black man or do we just cast like a character actor he could be a handsome dude okay be a handsome guy oh i think i know who i want yeah oh what is his name but i i kind of uh do you want my pick i do want your pick go for it uh, i know i'm gonna mispronounce his name Mahershala Ali. Oh, Mahershala Ali? Yeah. Oh, wow. Swinging for the fences there, buddy. Jeez. Uh, he's fantastic. He is fantastic. He could do it. I mean, he's, he's going to be playing Blade. Oh, I know. I know. But in, uh, he was a he was a bad guy in uh, um, Alita Battle Angel. Really? I didn't know that. He was also a bad guy in the first season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mahershala Ali is amazing. Yes, now that I know how to pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, he's he, that, he he is like a young Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, who pays his taxes? Who we don't know. I don't know his business. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Gotta you don't mess with the government. <laughs> okay, my pick, and this is this is also kind of a softball, you know, okay. easy to pick. Uh, I'm going with Jeffrey Wright. Ooh, and I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, he he he's kind of gotten really big lately. He's going to be James Gordon in. Oh, the see, that's he looks just like him, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I really like that guy. He was in Westworld. He was in uh, a couple of the Hunger Games movies. Like, he's a fantastic actor, and I feel like if you're going like middle aged kind of weathered uh has something to prove as an old man or, or or almost has like a chip on his shoulder yeah jeffrey wright is the is 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 the way to go i could see that i could see that yeah and, and you're not casting him because oh we're gonna cast a, a young a hot actor no you're casting him because he has the chops yeah i can see that yeah so man we're really good at this someone should hire it, us i know right <laughs> i kind of regret not like not doing this on the on the uh the casey jones episode yeah oh but see that's such a hard casting though is it yeah like it, it's 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 hard to top who already played him that's true that is that is very true mm. Mm. well I I think I'm spent on Baxter Stockman. I I, I love the guy, but yeah. 
unfortunately he just doesn't get enough screen time and or story exposure he like he's not even in the uh the archie comic at all oh no he is he is he is for like one issue i think yeah maybe still still there and it might even not even be in the original run it may just be in the the uh the three issue mini but when it when it comes to the original stories written for that book he's nowhere to be found no, he's in there. He he fights the um he doesn't fight. Um what's the uh, what's the shark guy in the the Archie run? Ar- Armagon? Yeah. When is that? I don't know. But he shows up. We'll see. I'll have to fact check that 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 good sir. Uh I'm going to go ahead and call it right here folks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to find out who's right. Like because he would be a he would be a, a a bug in that continuity. No. Yes. Don't look it up now. We'll save that little nugget for later. Uh uh-uh, uh, no no we have time. Look I'm I'm going through the books right now. Let's see I'm looking for the future shark, shark trilogy is what I'm looking for because Armagon's from the future. Do you know what issue it is? Um, he was, um, it was the future shark trilogy, but it was like a flashback. So you mean to tell me that one panel of Baxter Stockman in a flashback counts? Well, I mean, he was also in that, you know, the first chunk based on the, you know, but uh, those are based on the TV show. Well, yeah, but he wasn't, you know. It still counts. I guess it counts. But not like... Which which doesn't really make any sense to me. Like, why they never used him anymore throughout the comics. Because that could have been... That could have been some really good storytelling. I don't know. Again, that comic was weird. It was very weird. It was very weird. Uh, It kind of had its own agenda. And and was really ignoring a lot of what was happening in the rest of Turtle World. So... Yeah, it makes sense that Baxter would just get forgotten. Yeah, for a while there, the Shredder was just forgotten. So, oh yeah, <laughs> got hit in the head by a rock. Yeah. Oh, well, I took him out. Hmm. Well, that's that's really all I have for 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 Baxter. Uh, what are we talking about next time? Uh, we're uh, doing another dive into the uh, IDW comics run. That's correct. Uh, I, di- I didn't get enough of my fix uh, after last time. issue. Yes, you did remember. Good job. Uh, I didn't get enough of my fix, so we're going to read all of City Fall, Oof. which all of the art is done by M- Matea Santaloco. I've already started reading it, and it it looks so good. I have <laughs> so, not started reading so it. So good. Uh, <laughs> And then after that, we'll start, you know, diving back into some older stuff. But uh, I, I'm really interested in getting as caught up as we can uh, in, in in that run because it is still a, a current run. Uh, and I, I really want to dive into Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soon. So I'm yeah. going to try to find a way to squeeze that in. Okay. Uh, but yes, next time, next time on Shellheads, we will be talking <laughs> about IDW. <laughs> Jeff. Sorry. 
<laughs> I talked over you again. I'm it's, that is like next time on Shellheads, we read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh Jeff, where can we find you when the world isn't, you know, on fire? Uh as always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, um, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, home of hundreds of different types of games, ranging from classic uh, retro-style games to uh, current modern uh, titles, uh, birthday parties, tournaments, um, uh, Neo Geo, arcade cabinet goodness, you know, old-school goodness, uh, you know, uh, for the young and old. Um, and we're on Facebook, uh, just the Warp Zone Arcade. Uh, look for the Circle Controller logo. We're on Instagram. Um, please, you know, follow us, like, share. Um, you know, we're posting. I post fun stuff here and there. Um, not much, you know, other than that for right now. But something to keep people entertained. Yeah. Where can we find you, Sergio? At the house. Reality. Yes, at the house. Uh, realitybreached.com is where you can find all of Reality Breach's uh, podcast. You can find Shellheads there. Uh, you can find the Black Pocket podcast. All kinds of fantastic nerd-adjacent content. Uh, the, the, the one thing that we're really plugging right now is debriefing and cocktails. In an upcoming episode of debriefing and cocktails, uh, we debrief about The Man with the Golden Gun. Which, spoiler alert, I really liked it, and I'm going to be fighting with Reed over whether or not it should be ranked number one on our list. So Ooh. check that out. It's going to get passionate. Which which one of you has the third nipple in, in this episode? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil that here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, team, uh, it's been fun. Uh, we, we clocked this one in pretty short. Good, good. It didn't, didn't waste any of your time this week. Uh, until next time, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.